Welcome back. This is Tatiana again, and we're talking today about the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant and whatever. But before we move into that, I wanted to mention that I've recently launched my new quiz. It's called a What's Your Mom Boss Superpower? Check it out um, on my Facebook group and my Facebook profile, Facebook page, uh, Tatiana Sawyer, um, T-S-O-I-R. And so you can find it there and take it and let me know what your, what your profile is. Would love to, would love to learn more about you. Okay. And now we're talking about the difference between an accountant and a bookkeeper and why it's important. You know, um, throughout my career, I've had a love-hate relationship with the word bookkeeper. When I just started out, um, I started out to to work as a secretary. So I would pick up the phone, process some paperwork, orders, you know, be tickets, whatever. And then the idea was, well, when I was working for that firm, for that company, it was a plumbing company. Um, there was a bookkeeper that was leaving. Um, she was pregnant with her second child and she was just leaving the job and she didn't want to come back to it. Um, and so she was training me to become a bookkeeper like her. Um, and she is really, she was really good at what she did, but she did make a few mistakes that I later found because I was curious. And so curiosity, I think is a very important factor in both professions. But anyway, I was going to school for accounting. So I was learning accounting 101, accounting 102 and applying that knowledge next day at work. And for me, it was an instant connection an an instant, um, connection between the imagination and the practical, uh, physical objects, if you may, if you will. Um, and it was really magical because I didn't just learn about accounting in school. I actually saw what was happening in the bookkeeping system and paperwork. And I was curious, I was questioning, questioning everything. I was, uh, learning new stuff and I was learning what to, what to do next. And so I was calling the IRS to make sure that I understand the tax filing correctly. I was calling the insurance companies to understand that I, to make sure that I understand the workers' compensation insurance, why it's required, when it's required, how much is required, where, what are our options, what is the disability insurance, what is required, how much coverage, how do we report, how do we pay for it, and everything else related to our job as a bookkeeper. Uh, but as I finished with an accounting degree, because I was working while I was studying, because I needed to support myself, and bookkeeping provided that um, income to support myself, I really decided to um, that I don't like when people call me a bookkeeper. I was an accountant after all, right? I had an accounting degree. What the hell? <laughs> and so um, I was really taking it painfully when people call me a bookkeeper. Um, it took me a number of years. It took me getting my CPA license, starting my own business, starting my own tax practice, tax and accounting practice to really realize how foundational bookkeeping is to any business. And for me, that was eye-opening. It was that important. And so now I don't care if people call me. I am a CPA. I'm a very strong bookkeeper. I have an MBA degree, but it all of it doesn't matter because I do my job and I do it well. Um, so the difference is this. Generally, bookkeepers do the day-to-day -day bookkeeping. 
we write out checks for bills, we enter bills in the system, we create invoices for our customers, we follow up with them for payment, we enter transactions um, in banking, so some automatic payments or charges or whatever. Uh, we, at the end of the month, reconcile the, um, the, mo uh, the month. So we make sure that every bank account, every credit card account, every loan account gets reconciled. Reconciliation process is sort of a verification, meaning we compare the bank statement, so the bank activity, to the books, to the book activity. And we look for discrepancies. We look for uh, what is not in the bank statement, but is in um, your bookkeeping system. And if that's the case, we have to either delete it or um, whatever. Understand why it's outstanding and potentially delete it, okay? And we are also looking for things that are on the bank statement but are not entered in the books. And so if they're missing but they did go through the bank, we have to enter them. So this is the deal. This is what we do as a bookkeeper. Also, what nobody talks about is the bookkeeper's job, as I've mentioned a couple of weeks ago, bookkeeper's job is to not only do all of that, we are the first line of defense for a business owner. We are the first line of defense against um, theft, against fraud, against um, to protect the assets. Um, it's our job to preserve the assets of the business, to make sure that the only things that have to get paid are actually outstanding and actually legit. Uh, I can't tell you how many times clients send me a picture of a notice and I'm like, this is spam. It looks just like a government notice, but it's spam. I know it because of this, this, and this, uh, because of the fine print usually. But um, this is our job as a bookkeeper. Our job is also to make sure that the owner has accurate information at their fingertips so that they can make better decisions, so that they can know when their um, cash is coming low, so that they have the time to, to make a move to change that. Let's say, you know, you didn't get paid on the contract that you were supposed to get paid on, and all of a sudden you are missing, um, let's say you, you need, you are running payroll today and you need, um, $20,000. Well, if you find out today and your payroll is tomorrow, it's kind of a problem, right? Where do you get the money? You will go to a loan shark and get the money for that, but that's it. Then you have to pay paid off and the interest there is huge, right? Even if it's not a, an actual loan shark, but it, like there's a lot of those overnight loan companies that charge an arm and a leg for interest. Um, but if you know two weeks prior to your payroll that you're going to be low on cash, Maybe you'll incentivize your customer to pay you quicker. Maybe you'll hold another bill, bigger bill, and ask the vendor to wait a few days until you get more cash in because you have payroll coming up. All of those things empower the business owner to be better, and you are the guardian of that as a bookkeeper. Um, bookkeeper works day-to-day -day with a client. Um, now, the accountant's job is to review the work of a bookkeeper to make sure that the accounting is correct, that the uh, basis is correct. So we work on accrual and cash basis and things like that. And um, <clears throat> which is uh, accounting jargon for sure. But, um, you know, we, we look at bigger picture stuff. We look at an overview. We look at 
what we're missing, what the client is doing. Maybe they're charging some personal stuff in the business and we tell them not to, those kinds of things. Plus, we as accountants often work on financial statements. That those are called that service is called assurance, A-S-S-U-R-A-N-C-E, assurance service, and it includes audited financial statements, reviewed financial statements, and compiled financial statements. Not not every CPA can issue those statements, all three. So it's called assurance service in some CPAs like me, I don't do any of the assurance services and I don't want to because um, I was never really taught to do audit. Um, I did have a glimpse of what an audit looks like, but that's about it. Um, in order to perform assurance services, I would have to register. Not only do I have to have a CPA, but I have to register specifically for providing assurance services. Then I have to have insurance coverage specifically for assurance services because it's a high liability um, service, meaning that um, a business defaults on a loan and then they look at a CPA's report to see if that's CPA's fault. Um, I also don't, also you have to get peer reviewed and pay for that. So another firm, another accounting firm comes to your firm, looks at, talks to your staff, looks at the checklists, that kind of stuff. And and that's um, and that costs money, right? You have to pay money for that. So for me, it's not a justified expense. I never wanted to do this. Uh, but for some firms that have been good at audits, that have been taught audit well, why not? Um, for me, it's just was never a good cost benefit analysis. Um, it was never in favor of doing it, so I never did it, and I have no regrets. But an accountant can doesn't have to be a CPA; can be an EA, enrolled agent. Um, a CPA, a certified public accountant. Um, the difference between the two is EAs pass an exam that's pretty extensive that is specifically tax related. So they don't necessarily learn all of the accounting, all of the other things that we learn as CPAs. They don't have to have a degree in accounting, but um, CPAs do. CPAs have to have a degree in accounting have to have taken a number of like, I think it's 33 credits for New York in just accounting, which is accounting, tax, tax law, that kind of stuff. stuff. Um, so that's 11 classes on that, plus another 10 classes on uh, either financial stuff. So fine, corporate finance, uh, securities and exchanges, blah, 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 all of that. So we have to take, um, you know, accounting major is a 63 credit major, whereas other majors like psychology and other stuff is like 24. And so it's a significant difference. So we as CPAs um, have to do that. Then we have to pass the exam. Then we have to work for a licensed professional. And only then do we get our license. So uh, CPAs can issue financial statements. EAs cannot. Um, now, there's a lot of people who do taxes who are neither of the two. And it's okay, like they have a P10. The problem that I see with those is they generally don't have enough of the theory knowledge. They think that preparing tax returns is just entering numbers into a form, which is true for about 10% of it. Um, about 10% of the work is actually entering numbers. 90% is actually analyzing the financial statements, closing the books, um, making sure that you haven't missed any elections and you've uh, provided all of the disclosures because penalties are usually huge. There's nothing wrong with those. And some of the tax returns are super simple, like a W-2, whatever. Those are like done by um, 
um, you know, done by, um, can be done with, by a person without a license, which is totally fine. And so, um, um, I think that you just, you know, just kind of coming back to the conversation of accountants versus bookkeepers. So accountants sometimes also do bookkeeping, but, um, but it's part of the work, right? Mostly we do, if we, if like I do bookkeeping is because I want to be involved in the client's books and their numbers and their daily metrics. And I need to understand what's going on with them. And that's why I would do that. Um, otherwise, um, accountants do bigger picture stuff. Um, like I've mentioned the assurance services, some, some of us provide, um, the tax preparation service. Some of us provide also higher end tax, um, planning services, which is different than a tax preparation. And a lot of accountants call tax planning, running a tax projection once a year. That's not tax planning. Tax planning is, um, analyzing the person's personal life and business and understanding what strategies can be implemented so that we can actually save someone money on tax legally without breaking the law. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where that is. Now, accountants also can do tax resolution. Tax resolution is when someone gets into trouble with the IRS or the state tax department and need help negotiating down, filling out forms, getting them an offer and compromise or, um, other stuff, putting them into, um, non-collectible status temporarily and that kind of stuff. And so generally speaking, um, that's uh, a pretty cool, um, job too. Uh, but in order to do it well, you also have to understand all of the rules and regulations and things like that. So that's kind of the general idea. Just wanted to give you a general idea of the difference between accountants and bookkeepers. Accountants come in different flavors. Bookkeeping, bookkeepers, like, you know, that I've mentioned, uh, accountants come in different flavors, meaning um, you can be a CPA, EA, or just a tax preparer without a designation. Um, uh, also, accountants can provide services that are much more than just tax preparation. It's tax planning, tax reduction, tax resolution, that kind of stuff. And then there's also tax attorneys. Usually tax attorneys are for bigger corporations, for multi-country uh, operations and all that kind of stuff. And generally a regular business owner does not need a tax attorney. I mean, they cost a lot of money. Uh, there are also, uh, also keep in mind that tax attorneys are rarely rarely understand accounting, um, meaning that they often hire accountants to help them out because they don't understand accounting. They understand, understand tax law, but they don't understand accounting. Um, not true if the attorney has a CPA, for example, but, um, true if they don't. Um, and then there's also, um, supporting professions like, um, let's say wealth manager, CFP, or people who help you not only get your taxes done and things like that, but also can help you invest the money and uh, multiply the savings that you get. Um, so generally, a bookkeeper's job, you see how it's the foundational piece. And um, as I said, accountants can come in different flavors, but bookkeepers come in flavors of bad bookkeeper, seemingly good bookkeeper, and really good bookkeeper. I mean, uh, the, you as a small business owner will never know which one is sitting in front of you. Um, but it's important that everyone understands their basics so that they can assess. And sometimes the errors can sit there for years and never get discovered just because the person doesn't know what they're doing. 
um, and the accountant is not paying attention. So that's why I wanted to talk a little bit about that and explain why it's important to have a good bookkeeper and why and what the difference is really. I mean, bookkeepers do get sometimes bookkeepers don't get offended when they're called accountants, but accountants sometimes do get offended when they're called bookkeepers. But there's nothing offensive about being called a bookkeeper. Um, I'll take that any time of day because I know that my bookkeeping skills are top notch um, and um, there's nothing wrong with, with that. All the accounting happens and builds on the bookkeeping. And so that's why it's a critical part of the work that we do. All right, my friend, I'll talk to you next week. And remember, if you want to take my quiz, it is available. Find it on my Facebook page, on, um, on my um, website. There will be a pop-up in the website. So look out for that and let me know. Reach out to me on Instagram, um, DM me, and let me know what result you got. What's your mom boss superpower? Okay, my friend, I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.